In our first presentation, I spoke about the word of the Lord deep in my being. And I took that from the song by the late brother, Damien Lundy. The word of the Lord deep within my being, the, the word of the Lord that has filled my mind. And it's important because the word of the Lord brings light into our life. We have been in darkness thanks to the COVID over the last 18 months or so. We've been in the darkness of loneliness, darkness of rejection, darkness of isolation, and darkness of all sorts of fears. And therefore, we are called to walk, walk in the light of Christ. And I'd like to use the second uh, presentation based also on the words by the same late brother, Damien Lundy. The Spirit lives to set us free. Walk, walk in the light. He brings us all to unity. Walk, walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light of the Lord. So where is this darkness that we all fear? What are these darknesses? In the first place, I would like to say it's the darkness of fear, fear of bullies that we have around us, bullies who basically are insecure people who are weak, who are fragile, and try to get that security by putting other people down. We find them all over the place. We find them in our own families. I find them in a religious community. You find them in hospitals. And so they are not limited only to schools. They are basically people who will complain, who whine, who create such a lot of noise that we have to stop and listen to them. And we are taken into that darkness of fear. Then there is the darkness of the unknown. Small, simple things in our everyday life. I drive down the road. I'm supposed to make a left turn. Uh, will I be able to make it with the cars that are coming in the opposite direction? Can I make it? And there's a passenger or pedestrian walking down with headphones and does not seem to bother at all. Will I be able to make it without knocking him down? Small things like that. I get into the parking lot. Will I find a parking space? Especially now during this Christmas rush, once that I've parked my car, will I be able to find it again? And when I find it, will it be dinged? Small things, the fear of the unknown. And then there's the fear of economics, especially with our younger generation. There's that darkness there, a darkness of how can I pay my debts, my school debts? Will I have enough money to be able to settle down, to put a down payment on my car? This darkness of economics does not only touch the younger generation, but also the older generation. I see people in their 80s and 85s who have invested well, who have got great savings, but they always are bothered, will it last me enough until the day I die? Suppose I live until 100. This darkness of this uncertainty of money. And then there's the darkness of health. What happens if I get a stroke? Who will take care of me? And then there'll be embarrassing things like wiping my mouth and brushing my teeth and cleaning me up. 
all these create a darkness, and it is into this darkness that the light of Christ invites us. It dispels all the darkness of the night, and it calls us into a light that will last forever. And so what is this light that we have? Let me read from Isaiah what this light is all about. Isaiah chapter 9, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has dawned. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with the joy of the harvest, as people exult when dividing splendor. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken on the day of Midian. What a light. And therefore, a child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It is this Prince of Peace that brings light into our darkness. So what is this light that we speak about? It is not the sun and the moon and the stars. It's not a switch that we put on on the, on the wall and turn on the lights. It could be that as well. In the canticle of Daniel's, we hear read, the sun and the moon bless the Lord. It is a light that dispels the darkness of the night. But the light that is the Lord, this is the light that dispels the darkness that brings fear and where evil lurks. So what is this evil lurking, or what is this darkness that the light dispels? In the first place, it brings clarity when you and I have to make a major decision. You know, when you buy a new car, when you move from your house and move to a new house, what is the thing that first impels you? Very often, it's the bottom line. How much is it going to cost me? Or how few of us will take it to the Lord and say, you know, I've got a little Chevette, and it takes me from point A to point B. The tires are running well. The steering is running well. Why do I need to go and get a Corvette like my neighbor does? What will it do? And the light helps us to make these decisions. And there are other major decisions like, should I get married or not? Should I remain single? Should I become a priest? Should I join religious life? And this is the light that brings clarity in major decisions. It is also a light that helps me to take the actions of others without judging their motives. I do not know what is in their mind when they do certain things. I just accept them for what they are. I accept them and give the best possible interpretations for it. And this light that comes into our life provides us with getting rid and dispelling misunderstandings. And when there is misunderstandings, there is anger, there's jealousy, there's envy, and there is animosity and a desire for revenge. And this light dispels all of those things. What a beautiful thing this light is. And what does Jesus tell us? Unless you become like a little child, you will not enter the kingdom of God. 
and this light gives us that ability. A child looks at somebody acting, and it does not ask why, where, when, or what is the purpose. It just looks, and it responds, or it reacts. And so I'd invite you to, let, to pray with me in a litany to the God who brings us all this light. And your response is, let us be your light. I will say both of them, and you, wherever you are, can say your response. The God of all creation, let us be your light. The God of every nation, let us be your light. The God of past and present, let us be your light. The God of future ages, let us be your light. The God who walks amongst us, let us be your light. God of compassion, let us be your light. God of tender mercies, let us be your light. And now let us pray for those who are overburdened and have problems and who have asked us to pray for them. To the heavenly burdened, let us be your light. To the brokenhearted, let us be your light. To the poor in spirit, let us be your light. To the refugees and immigrants, let us be your light. In the days of darkness, let us be your light. As we work for justice, let us be your light. As we wait in longing, let us be your light. With words of comfort, let us be your light. And finally, for you and for me, as we carry on in this Advent season, when night surrounds us, let us be your light. When fear enfolds us, let us be your light. When hate divides us, let us be your light. When pride consumes us, let us be your light. To all who suffer, let us be your light. For those who are in sorrow, let us be your light. For those who have lost a loved one, let us be your light. In joy and in gladness, let us be your light. My friends, we have been using light in our churches for ages, all the way back from the second century. And when lights were first used in our church, there were people who were for it and people who were against it. And the reason why people were against the light is not because they were against light in itself, but torches and lights were used whenever the emperor came in. And the emperor considered himself a god, and therefore lights and candles meant worship of pagan realities. And therefore they said, we can't use those lights because they symbolize an adoration of the emperor. And there was another reason why people were against it. Saints and, and great scholars said, how can we use a light to the very person who gives us light? For example, if a millionaire came to me and I had to return change of, let us say, 50 cents, do you think he would be bothered? And so what would our faint and flickering candles do for the very author of light? And yet, light is a symbol it's a symbol that we can use in our sanctuaries to show us the presence of the Eucharist. It is a symbol that was held besides the podium when the gospel is read. It's a symbol that is given to every person at the time of his baptism. And so once again we sing, 
Spirit which was given free, walk, walk in the light. The Spirit brings us unity, walk, walk in the light. Walk in the light, walk in the light, walk in the light, walk in the light of the Lord. God bless you all. And until next time, let us continue to walk in the light. God bless.